Hi, it's Pete Norsed here and welcome to the Focused on Football and uh, Trade on Sports Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, all good, thanks, Pete. I noticed you didn't start with the uh, week 30-whatever. I mean, I've lost track. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm assuming that's why you've left it out. Yeah, well, it's round 33, isn't it? Is it? I have no idea, mate. Yeah. These games are coming thick and fast. My head's spinning and... I'd just like to say thank you to Man City for hammering Liverpool last night, as it meant I didn't have to stay up late working on the stats after a close game. <laughs> they did me a favour. Right, let's um, right. Let, let's start then with with uh, well a, a very important game. Although Norwich don't seem to be doing that well at the moment. Uh, Norwich against Brighton. Uh, Norwich at home's a great D side. One three drawn, not lost three, but they're coming off a four nil defeat away at Arsenal. Uh, Brighton away at great D sides. One two drawn, two lost six. Not brilliant form there away at the poorer sides, and they're coming off a three nil defeat uh, at home to Manchester United. Norwich they've lost three of their last four home matches. Indeed, they're in since we returned. They've been in some fairly poor form. Although I thought they played well against Man United last Saturday in the cup. Brighton, they've drawn their last four away games, so they're fairly, fairly resilient. Great D against Grade D, 34 home wins, 19 draws, 14 away wins. So there is a home bias there. But uh, my races are suggesting slight value Norwich plus a quarter. I, I think this could be a draw. Well, I'm definitely leaning towards Norwich, Pete. And it's interesting, really, in terms of how Brighton perform in this spot. Because normally, when a, a team comes up to the top flight, they usually rely on their performances against teams in and around them and the newly promoted teams to help them solidify the status as a top flight side. Brighton haven't beaten a newly promoted team away from home. They've drawn three, lost four, won none. They've even given their great home form in recent seasons. They've only won three of their home games. So they've only won three of 15 games against newly promoted sides. Norwich have really deteriorated in recent weeks. They've been one of the poorer teams coming out of the uh, post-lockdown break. But Brighton have only won seven games in Premier League history. Seven of 54. So I don't know how the bookmakers can make Brighton favourites here. Yes, Norwich have been poor. It's a definite strong lean towards Norwich. But as you say, given the poor form of of late, I, I can't back them, Pete. But I do think Norwich will avoid defeat. Leicester versus Crystal Palace next. Uh, recent <laughs> head-to-heads head are very uh, mixed. Leicester have won two. Palace have won two. Uh, home to great seasides. Leicester's record, 1-6, draw, not lost four. They come for 2-1 defeat away at Everton. Palace away at great B-sides. 1-2, draw, two, lost six. However, five of those six losses have been by two or more goals. They come off a 1-0 defeat at home to Burnley. Leicester, they've only just won of their last four home matches. And indeed, when you look at the table, they're going to have to start getting some points if they're going to qualify for the Champions League. They look sort of nailed on. Before the, before the break, but now it's not sure. Palace lost just three of their last 10 away, so resilient. Grade B against Grade C, 223 matches, 143 home wins, 55 draws, 25 away wins, of which 91 uh, were um, uh, by the home scene. You know what I'm going to say. 
it's definitely Palace plus three quarters. I've backed Palace plus one goal at, at even money. I was, I was, I, I, I backed them straight away. But this is ridiculous pricing, in my opinion. And Leicester, I reckon they may not even, they may not qualify for this Champions League. In fact, they might not even qualify for Europe. The way things are going. Well, you were far more organised than me, Peter. I saw this earlier in the week. This plus one didn't take it. I have no idea what I was playing at. I've lost out. It's now plus three quarters, but I'm still backing it. You're quite right. This is ridiculous pricing. I've seen quite a bit of Leicester since they've come back. They've not looked impressive. Palace have won each of the last two trips to this ground. They've actually won them by a combined scoreline of 7-1. I mean, I think I wrote back in February, and I think even said on the podcast how obviously Leicester have qualified for Europe now, more than likely the Champions League. No need to worry about them. Since I uttered those words, and I'm not even sure they've won a game, they're coming back to this chasing pack quite quickly. Um, yeah, madness. And I'll be honest, Pete, I know we laugh and joke about Palace and we all have a bit of a soft spot for them and they made us a lot of money. I'm not sure I'd want to be back in Leicester against anybody in this league minus three quarters. You know, even the likes of Norwich and Brighton, let alone a team that's done us so well over the years. So, yeah, one of my bets of the week, Palace plus three quarters of a goal. Man United against Bournemouth next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Man United have won three. There's been one draw, Bournemouth not one. At home to grade D sides, Man United have won seven, drawn one and lost two. Three of the seven victories were by three or more goals. They're coming off a 3-0 victory away at Brighton. Bournemouth away at grade B-sides, 1-1, drawn, lost nine, of which four of the nine were by three or more goals. They're coming off a 4-1 defeat at home to Newcastle. Man United, they've won their last three home matches, scoring eight and conceding naught. Bournemouth, they've lost their last seven away, uh, scoring two, conceding 15. When Grade B have hosted Grade D, um, 82 home wins, 18 draws, 6 away wins. 31 were by 3 goals, 24 by 2. My ratings are suggesting that there's some value Bournemouth uh, plus 1 and 3 quarter goals. But, you know, can you really back them? They, they, I think they're down now. I, 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 just, I think they're very poor. And Manchester United look as though they're the form team at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Pete, this line's at two now. Ah, oh, two. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's that's getting interesting back in Bournemouth now, in my opinion. It is. Um, what I'd say is very rarely on the back of one result do you see a line move a full half a goal. That's how bad Bournemouth's loss at home to Newcastle in midweek has been taken by the markets. And, yeah, we, we can all lose games um, to any team. You know, that, that's the nature of football. But for Bournemouth to find a way to concede four goals to Newcastle, this Newcastle side has been so poor at times going forward, yet Bournemouth surrendered and allowed four goals to them. It's no surprise to me that the market reacted in, in the way that it did and, and has put on extra half a goal tax almost for that performance. Coming into this season, Bournemouth have won just one of the last 24 games away to sides who finished in the top six of the table. That's what United now seems set to do, given the Bruno Fernandes signing has, has injected such life into them. They're playing decent football. What I would say, though, is this, this line move now to the minus two makes me completely uninterested in this game. Earlier in the week at minus one and a half, 
I was really quite interested, but now it's at two, leaving it well alone, Peter. Yeah, I, I think I do think Bournemouth are the value now, though. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. It's a... I, I know, I know what you mean. Sheer stats and trends, and and over you know over the last few years. But if you'd seen any of that game against Newcastle in midweek when they conceded four, it's a brave man given the way United are looking at the moment. Next up, uh, Wolves versus Arsenal. Uh, Wolves won this fixture 3-1 last season. At home to great B-sides, not bad. 1-3, drawn 2, lost 3, come off a 1-0 victory away at Villa. Arsenal away at great B-sides, 1-0, drawn 5, lost 5. So that they're, 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 yet to, they're, they're just not competing against these top sides. Uh, coming off a 4-0 victory at home to Norwich. Wolves mixed recent home form, 1-3, drawn 1, lost 3. Um, and Arsenal's 2-0 victory away at Southampton last time, was their first win in eight away. B against B, 110 matches, 43 home wins, 44 draws, 23 away wins. I don't think there's any value in the line. I'm a little bit surprised that I see no value. I, I would have thought that you'd possibly shade Arsenal, given the, the form of uh, both sides. Well, when I've looked at this game, I've sensed in my own mind that there's a bit of a heavy draw bias here. I mean... Wolves have drawn seven of the games this season at Molyneux. Um, we've seen Arsenal a little bit more resilient under Arteta away from home. I mean, I know you mentioned that game last time out, Arsenal on the road at Southampton, but, you know, they were gifted that first goal and often with teams low on confidence, the first goal in the game really sets the tone for the rest of the match and Arsenal were gifted that goal. Similarly, the other night, Tim Krull making a mistake for Norwich. So they, they have had a little bit of luck here. I'm not thinking that Wolves are going to be so generous. I don't really have a clue here what's going to happen, but the outright draw and the 1-1 correct scoreline, to me, would offer a little bit of appeal if you were looking to have a bet in this game. But it's the kind of game that if Wolves want to get that Champions League yeah. place, they need to win. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I see, yeah, it's, it, should, it should be quite an interesting game, actually. But I reckon it'll be a really good game, Pete. I mean, yeah. Wolves play some really good football. They're not the most creative of teams, but they're easy on the eye. And obviously, Arsenal play the way Arsenal play. So, it should be a good game, folks. Chelsea-Watford next. Um, Chelsea won three. Uh, there's been one draw. Watford naught. At home to Gray D-sides. Uh, Chelsea's a good record. 1-8, drawn one, lost one, with seven of the eight by two or more goals. They come off a 3-2 defeat away at West Ham. Watford away at Gray B-sides. one naught, drawn one, lost nine. So poor, as you'd expect, losing six by two or more goals. They come off a 3-1 defeat at home to Southampton. Chelsea won their last three home games. Watford won four, five point, one point from their last five away, so fairly poor away. If we look at uh, B hosting D, uh, 106 matches, 55 have been won by two or more. There's been 27 wins by one goal and 20, uh, 24 the away side. I, 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 think, I think Watford plus one and a quarter is a reasonable bet here. And I think it's going to be one of my bets of the week. I, I, think, I think they can... Uh, Keep it down. I'm not sure about Chelsea. I think they've been leaning a bit. They, one week they're good, and the next week they they sort of flattered to deceive, really. Well, I think that loss at the London Stadium in midweek really sums their season up, as you quite as you quite rightly say, Pete. They're up and down. Now, if that game had been played in front of a full London Stadium with it bouncing and rocking and a real London derby, I could forgive Chelsea for 
for losing that game, but to lose it in front of an empty stadium when they are clearly the far superior side to West Ham really surprised me. And I'll tell you what as well, Pete, the, the reason why I agree with you here is the fact that Watford will have had three nights extra rest. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I know that, you know, sometimes we can overplay those sorts of things. And But when you're coming into a game against an opposition who've had three days less rest than you, on the back of a poor performance, I think it's going to be quite difficult for Frank Lampard to raise his side. So I definitely lean to the Hornets in this one, mate. Next up, Burnley against Sheffield United. I, I believe this game might be off scratch. Let me use it there. It is. Yes, yeah. With Sheffield United as reasonable favourites on yeah. that scratch line. Uh, Burnley at home to grade Seasides. 1-6 drawn, 1 loss 3. Come off a 1-0 uh, victory uh, away at Palace. Uh, Sheffield United away at grade Seasides. 1-2 drawn, 2 loss 1. Come off a very good 3-1 victory at home to Spurs. Burnley 1-3 drawn, 2 of their last five home matches. Indeed, Burnley are having a good season. Sheffield United themselves having a good season. Away at grade C, 1-2, drawn 2, lost 1. Uh, again, uh, sorry, I've already gone through those stats. Sheffield United, they've lost their last two away, uh, scoring naught, uh, uh, conceding 6. Grade C against grade C, 154 home wins, 87 draws, 110 away wins. I think there's some decent value here, Burnley. I'm not going to have it as one of my bets of the week, but I, I, th- I think they, they could... Fully agreed, mate. And this is another game where one team comes in on the back of three nights extra rest. Burnley played on Monday night. Sheffield United played last night against Spurs. I mean, historically as well, Burnley have been really good in this spot. Under Sean Dyche, they've gone 7-3-2 and two against newly promoted sides. Now, we can have this argument all day whether Sheffield United this season are the, the atypical newly promoted sides in the same way that Wolves possibly weren't last season. But the stats are the stats. Sheffield United, in a way, are a typically newly promoted side because they don't score many goals at this level. Burnley are very well organised. I actually kind of kind of lean to the over on the two goals because I do think we might see a few more goals than, than expected. But as you say, Pete, I don't think in the long run, if you back teams like Burnley in this situation against teams like Sheffield United off of scratch, you'll win far more than you lose. Newcastle against West Ham next. Uh, Newcastle one two. There's been no uh, draws. West Ham are one one at home to grade C size. Newcastle's record pretty good. One six drawn, one lost three. Coming off a four one victory away at Bournemouth. Very good win there. West Ham away at grade C. One two drawn, one lost six. Sorry, it's lost seven. Coming off a, a very good three two victory at home to Chelsea. Newcastle unbeaten in five home matches. Very. In fact, they're very resilient at home. West Ham lost their last seven away. Great C against Great C, 154 home wins, 97 draws, 110 away wins. Very good value, Newcastle off scratchy. I, I think I think I'm not gonna it's not gonna be one of my bets, but I think Newcastle are very good value. Yeah, it's crazy in a way that this line isn't minus a quarter. I mean, West Ham over the last few seasons, 17, 17 and 39 away from home. Newcastle this season, 6, 7 and 3 at home. I mean, 
I suppose the only reason why the bookmakers are giving West Ham so much sort of faith here is, yes, they come off the back of that good result against Chelsea. And on paper, in inverted commas, they still have things to play for. They still have to try and retain their Premier League safety for another season. But Newcastle have shown no signs, really, of letting up. And you could argue that going down to Bournemouth in this midweek, they had nothing to play for, whereas the team they were taking on had it all to play for. Yet they they returned home with a 4-1 win. So, yeah, I'm not going to bet this game because I kind of think it's the sort of game where Newcastle could slip up. But historically, and, and all the trends are telling you that they are really good value. Yeah, I think if this wasn't played behind closed doors, I think that would be one of my bets. Do you think it would still be this line if it was behind closed doors? Or do you think they would give them a little bit of home? I would say I, I would say it's an easy quarter to minus quarter. Yeah, I think so as well. And I think, but, but we've seen nothing so far from Newcastle's performances to, to say that going behind closed doors has affected them. Interesting, though, how West Ham got that result, wasn't it? You know, yeah. I, I think they're going to stay up, I think, just about. But we don't. Let's just see, though. But it, I hope yeah. not, Peter, for all the yeah. Mamas fans I've had to listen to <laughs> over the years. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's prejudice. <laughs> right. Liverpool against Villa next. Uh, Liverpool have won the last meeting at Anfield. Uh, at home to grade D sides, good record, obviously. One nine drawn, one lost naught, of which six were by two or more goals. They're coming off that 4 uh, 0 defeat away at Man City. Villa away at grade A, one naught drawn, naught lost one, um, and they're coming off a one nil victory at home. To, away, sorry, defeat at home to Wolves. Liverpool, they've won all sixteen home matches. Villa lost three of their last four. When grade A faced grade D, twenty nine matches, twenty seven wins, two draws, of which twenty of the twenty seven might buy two or more goals. I'm going to say here the value, good value, Liverpool. Too good value, Liverpool. I, I, I have to leave this alone. It, the, I think the value is astonishing with Liverpool here. How can it be too good a value and you're leaving it alone? Yeah, I, are, you I, thinking, are you thinking it's a trap? I, uh, I, I don't know. I think Liverpool are preparing for next season, aren't they? They are, but uh, beware of the wounded animal, Peter. Yeah. Um, I backed Liverpool minus one and a half at the beginning of the week expecting this to steamroller towards minus two. It didn't. It, it stuck there and I've actually got a worse price. I'm not bothered though. And I was cheering every goal that Man City scored last night because with every goal that went in, I sensed Jurgen Klopp was getting madder. There would have been a bit of a dust up potentially in the changing rooms about how they've sort of let themselves down a little. Fair enough, losing to City once the title is won is no shame. But to lose 4-0, I think there may be a few senior players who might be knocking on Jürgen's door over the next day or so saying, look, I want to play on Sunday. Give me, give me a chance to redeem myself. And I think what that defeat will mean is as long as everybody comes to unscathed, Liverpool will pick a stronger look inside than they may have done. We know that there might be rotating players and I'm sure they still probably will. However, they will want to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. They don't want to ease into the end of the season freewheeling. I'm not sure how Aston Villa score more than one goal in a game, to be perfectly honest. I can see Liverpool scoring three goals against Villa, even if they pick a, a disjointed and slightly changed team. 
I think at minus one and a half, you would be crazy not to bat Liverpool in this spot. I mean, there were, what was it, minus one and three quarters against Palace the other week? Yeah. And hammered them 4-0. Could easily happen again. So I'm all over Liverpool here, Pete. Minus one and a half. Southampton against Man City. Uh, next, Reese Netez, Southampton 1-1, City 1-3. At home to grade A sides, City's, uh, sorry, Southampton's record is poor. They've lost all seven, of which five were by two or more goals. Uh, coming off a 3-1 victory away at Watford. City away at grade C sides, 1-9 drawn, one lost naught, of which six of the nine were by two or more goals. Coming off a 4-0 victory at home to Liverpool. Southampton, they've lost four of their last five home matches. But City, they've lost three of their last four away games. However, they're starting to get into flow. There's been 70 matches where Grade C have hosted A, minus one and a half. They've come out on top 33 times, the away side 37 times. Don't see any value in the line, but I suggest that City are now starting to, 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 to ramp it up for the Champions League. Well, we've not really spoken too much about the goal lines so far this week. And I've picked up quite an interesting stat here. Um, Southampton have only won one of the last 10 meetings of the sides. They've, uh, City have gone 8-1-1. One, and one. But Southampton have managed to find a way to score in eight of the last 10 Premier League meetings. So I think there's a really good bet here. The yes on both teams to score at 19-20. to 20. So just a shade under even money looks a good bet to me. I mean, Danny Ings has been on fire for Southampton. Historically, the Saints have always found a way to breach City's back line. And as you quite rightly say, Pete, City are clicking. So they may just go on a, another rampage here. And I, it's going to be interesting to see how City play the, the next few games in terms of trying to manage the resources for the Champions League. But... Uh, I kind of like the over three goals as well, people. Definitely the yes on both teams to score for me in this one. Next up and finally, Spurs against Everton. Uh, Spurs have won two. There's been two draws. Everton have not won. Uh, at home to great seaside, uh, Spurs record one six drawn, two lost, two come up for three one. Uh, defeat away at Sheffield United. Everton away at Grade B, one naught drawn, three lost, seven come up for two one victory at home to Leicester. Both these sides mixed form, really. mixed uh, Spurs mixed home form, 1-4, drawn, one lost three recently. Again, Everton mixed away form, although they have won three of, of seven, one three, drawn, one lost three. When grade B hosts grade C, this is a telling stat, 143 home wins, 55 draws, 25 away wins. I think the value is definitely with Spurs minus a quarter of a goal. But I just think they're, they're well, there's something not right there. And... Uh, I don't know what's going to... I just don't see what the, the future... I don't know whether that was such a good idea, you know, replacing Pochettino now. You know, they, they, you can, it, hindsight's a great thing, but Spurs are not the team they have been over the last three or four seasons. I thought they did very well last season uh, when they moved the ground. They, they seemed to settle in well and obviously the Champions League final, but this is dreadful in truth. Well, it was a ridiculous sacking. It was an even stranger appointment. And I think going into this game, this Monday night, I think we have to accept that these two teams going in opposite directions. Mourinho is, is taking Spurs backwards, as many of us thought he would do. Uh, playing football from a different era, um, suppressing the attacking talents they've got on display. Everton under Ancelotti, breathing life into the club and, and getting sort of mediocre players to play 
really well. I mean, the interesting thing here is that Spurs haven't lost any of the last 14 Premier League meetings of the two sides. And historically, since the Premier League started in 1992, Spurs have dominated this fixture. They've gone 26-21-8 overall. And sometimes teams just cannot beat rivals for no apparent reason because for many seasons, these have been quite comparable quality sides. On paper, I think Tottenham have by far the better players, but currently Everton are functioning as more of a cohesive unit. I mean, this got this line opened at a high. It's trended down to on the back of money coming in. Um, I think there'll be a few people buying this quarter goal up, Pete, and, and taking Everton plus a half um, because I think the resiliency that Everton have shown under Ancelotti has got a lot of people confident that these are the sorts of games that Everton can avoid defeating. Yeah, so it's a, an interesting week. Um, I'm going to, well, Palace plus three quarters. I, I, I could say I already have an interest. I've backed them plus one and Watford plus one and a quarter. I'm going to dive in headfirst with you, Pete, holding hands, waving our banners for the Roy Hodgson fan club. We're going to take Palace plus three quarters of a goal. And I'm also going to take Liverpool minus one and a half. And also, just to let listeners know, um, you can go to the... There's a link on the Trade on Sports training bit where you can download the Focused on Football, this week's Focused on Football, which is a brilliant read. Thank you very much, Pete. I do put a lot of man hours into it. Well, when's the next? Our next uh, podcast is going to be. Well, it's, I think it's going to be Monday, isn't it? I think Monday or Tuesday, oh, Tuesday yeah. morning, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got three games Tuesday, then three on Wednesday, then three. Oh, my God. Well, I lost here. Yeah. Oh, there's only nine games, or maybe the prices aren't up yet. Yeah, it, it, I think we. I think we're well. We're in for a. Yes, I think there is only nine. I'm not sure. One, two, three, uh, well, whatever there is, we'll cover. Yes, yeah. Oh, well, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, there's ten games, and then we start on the Saturday again. So it'll, it'll be, be day ne- off Friday. Oh no, it won't be a day off because yeah, we're we'll, recording this again. Well, yeah, we'll do this Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, and then we'll we'll be back. Yeah, and then it, it goes on. It's relentless. Then we have got next oh. weekend. Then it's you know, it's but it does. There are we do have a week's break at the end of the month. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. I'll jet off somewhere. Oh, no, sorry. We can't <laughs> fly anyway. No. Lovely. Right. Well, good luck, everybody. And we shall speak to you on Tuesday. Best of luck, everybody.